And welcome to a special April Fool's edition of INE Live. I'm your host, Jack Reedy. And today I'm going to be joined by Brooke Seahorn to share some of our more humorous stories from working in the trenches of IT and cybersecurity. Earlier this week, we asked you on our socials to submit some stories for us to take a look at and share live for a chance to win. Now, if you missed that post, don't worry. We are going to keep these shows going throughout the year. And if you want to get involved, we have two options for you. First, be sure to like, follow, or subscribe with the notifications turned on for whichever platform you're using so you can see the next time we do a giveaway for the IT stories. For the second, feel free to drop your story into chat. The mods will grab them and they'll send them my way. Uh, while you won't be eligible for the giveaway, we actually still might grab it, read it out live if it's good enough. And if this is your first time, welcome. We are streaming live across all the social media platforms right now, including LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Now, we definitely want you to get involved. We want to talk to you. Talk to us. Talk to others. We definitely love to see that. Our team is actively monitoring chat right now. And if you have a comment at any time, feel free to drop it in chat, and we'll get to as many as we can today. Now going to go ahead and ask that we bring in Brooks, our AWS cloud instructor. Prior to coming here, he was at AWS as an instructor for three years. And prior to that, he was a software developer and network engineer as a DOD contractor for 17 years. 20 years of experience. We are definitely glad to have you here, Brooks, and looking forward to hearing from you. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for the intro. The thing was, though, when you told me you wanted me to be on here, I was like, wait a second. Why, why does Jack want me to be on the I screwed up episode? Then I realized I know exactly why, because I got the stories. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, basically, you are the Aesop's Fables of IT. And constantly, I'm loving everything that you're talking about and, you know, engaging with on the story. So I wanted to bring you on and wanted to have a good conversation with you as well. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, this will be fun. Tales of screw ups. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and again trying to we definitely want to get the chat involved we we have a story that we were able to pick out uh and is a winner of our giveaway that we'll get to in a little bit yes um but yeah i just you know i kind of wanted to share with you and i thought april fool's day would be a wonderful time oh, to yeah. really get yeah. involved you know exactly really i mean well, especially, you know, the thing about it is, Jack, is that a lot of people think that before you get into the IT world, that when mistakes happen, there's somehow pro like professional level mistakes. It's like, no, 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 no. The most ridiculous things happen. The silliest things happen. And it just, it doesn't, it, it just, it blows your mind trying to figure it out. So I think for us, for me particularly, it's not just getting to tell these stories, but I'm hoping for our listeners go, oh, there is a point to the story. There is a lesson back there. And a lot of it is just common sense. And like we as developers, as engineers and security folks looking at the things that happen going, wow, I, I can't believe that just happened. Cannot believe it. Absolutely. And one of the things, too, that I think a lot of people don't realize is, you know, sometimes it's people that are in the know. They're part of mm -hmm. IT. They, you know, they they really they just human error. 
And sometimes mm -hmm. it's users, though, that provide some of the most interesting stories and the engagement. So, you know, we hope to see both sides of it. And I, I mean, yours, your stories generally have a really good message behind them and, you know, something positive or like a learning lesson. Mine are just sometimes like, I, I didn't learn anything from it. It was just this happened to me, and I can't. Like, those you know, are the I, best I stories, I, though. <laughs> those are the best. Oh, Who cares man. about a point? <laughs> it's just like, wow, that's a story. Now I'm. Yeah, that, I mean, that, there's been times where I have sat back, you know, and I've been looking at something, and I was like, wow, that just happened. Okay, that was a thing that existed. Uh, <laughs> so with and with the, actually, I'm going to tell you about the time, you know. Uh, I call it the, the, the second time I yelled at my boss, which, you know, is an unusual title, but what it was, if, for those of you that are unfamiliar with a little bit of my background, uh, I was a, a Marine in IT and IT security for approximately nine plus ish years ballpark. Um, and I've been deployed to Afghanistan twice. So this one actually happens while I was deployed to Afghanistan with an infantry battalion. We were unusual. All right. We had what was called uh, RF connection communications, these things called WIPLs, which I'm not even sure they use anymore, but it stands for wireless point to point link. And what this basically right. is, it's it's this dish, you know, it's like uh, three feet by three feet. And you basically just have to align it and point at the right part so you can do RF communication back and forth. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Sounds pretty similar to a lot of stuff that we have nowadays uh, that you can get on the consumer side. The thing about these dishes, though, is because we're using them in Afghanistan. And because they're RF based and because we were doing just the most ridiculous length of shots, one of our shots, we literally pointed it at the ground. It bounced down, bounced off the ground and then bounced <laughs> over a mountaintop. Just the, we're doing the most ridiculous stuff to make sure that we have Internet connectivity all the way out at the, you know, near near the very front of the line and everything in Afghanistan. And, you know, and these things would get disrupted with sandstorms like it was ridiculous. Right. right? right. So it wasn't uncommon for me to have to go and fix them and realign them. And unfortunately, that's not a, you know, hit a button type of job. Mm -hmm. I literally have to stand out there like a weather vane and pull a pulley yeah, system for up and down <laughs> and then pull another pulley system for left and right, right. back and forth. We got to the rainy season uh, in Afghanistan. Uh, it loosened the ground up. We completely lost all of our tie downs for this equipment. And this thing did a nosedive straight into oh. the wall wall of the complex that we we're at. Um, so then, because gear was so limited while I was there, you know, resources were limited, I had to unequivocally prove that this thing was broken over the course of the next two days, constantly, consistently. I ended up spending about almost 48 hours straight up troubleshooting this thing just because without this dish i had no internet operations on my right you know on my group which for those of you that don't know how we use internet operations whenever you know you're forward deployed like that it was the best way or quickest one of the quicker ways that we had to relay very specific information about like medevacs about what type of um logistics we needed for food support things mm -hmm. like that um, and this has also been 10 years now, so I don't feel bad talking about this, but anyway, point <laughs> being, point being is I stayed up 48 hours. I handled and I adjusted this equipment back right in the other. And then I get a call. I actually had two of these dishes. One was all the way across the river in a different location. That one went down right after I got this one back up. That one goes down. 
Right. So then I spend another 10 hours calling, you know, troubleshooting, going on the radio, mm -hmm. calling them mm -hmm. like, hey, do this. Hey, do that. And I'm talking to people that are non-tech people, walking them through a very technically related problem. And I can't, I cannot for the life of me get this thing up and running. I call my boss who's at another completely different location. I go, hey, remind me, what is this IP address again? Um, yeah. I need to get into, I'm trying to troubleshoot this. It's just not working. And, you know, we have this backup section, you know, I'm trying to get access to, to figure out what's going on. My boss goes, um, you know, it's X, Y, and Z, but why do you need that IP address? You're not going to be able to get to it. So what do you mean? He's like, we, we took your, we took your shot offline. I said, what? <laughs> so at this point I had been up about 58 hours and <laughs> I've been up about 58 hours, had 10 of which had been just to deal with a shot that they had strategically taken offline without letting me know as the administrator. For those of you who don't understand You've got to go there. You've got to be in Afghanistan. Was this during the cold season? It was during the cold rainy season. Oh, so uh, the uh, the cold. river. The, so we were down by the Wadi too. So the river was. It's not impassable, but it's dangerous because we're having to take yeah. Vicks over a, a four to six foot deep torrential flood of water spout to get to this other fob and area. Okay, so that's just the miserable season. That's what was just. Mm -hmm. That's the miserable season. You yep. work until you're just exhausted and then you get, oh yeah, we turned that off. How? <laughs> well, I don't care how at that point I started unleashing a tirade of string. I mean, I was active military, but it was just a laced profanity string of insults directed to my boss, directly to my, and keep in mind, if, for those of you that are military aware, I was an E3, he was an E5. This is the data chief. I am just cursing out the data chief over the phone. My local, so my local, what we would call like a comm section head or whatever, walks in, right. who's also a sergeant, and he goes, Reedy, who are you talking to like that? I tell him the name of the person, and he goes, give me that phone. Why are you talking to them that way? <laughs> he takes the phone, and, it's the, and I take it back, and I slam it down shut, and he's like, what was that? That is not like you, and I explain it to him, and he's like, Oh, okay. And so then he calls him up and starts <laughs> chewing him out as well. Hey, for everybody on stream right now who doesn't get this or you're watching in the future and you don't get this, let me explain. Imagine having a boss that can make you go outside and run around the building where you work until you pass I, out. I have mopped up rain. That, that man yeah. once made me mop up rain. Yes. Mop up. Yes. Yes. Think of, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that was not something Jack just made up. It's a thing. Mopping in the rain. Yeah. Get that in yep. your head. That's what, and then to be in a position to where they've messed up so bad that you yell at them and you're completely 100% in the right and everyone knows it. Wow. Uh, and even if I was in the wrong, I, at that point, I was so just exhausted and exasperated and angry. I just, oh, yeah. I completely lost my professional, but that was so unusual for me. I was right. generally a, a professional, you know, really, I, I took my job very seriously. So that's why whenever my local boss walks in and goes, who are you talking? Why are you talking to them that way? Like, <laughs> that's why the question came in, not just, oh, yeah. he's messing up again. It was literally, yeah. yeah. So 
Uh, but, you know, it, we go back to the thing where, you know, it, you don't, you have to take care of your people, right? You, right, you know, right. and communication is key. It's really mm -hmm. ironic that we work in a level of communication where we have trouble sometimes communicating, right? Is, is, is that not the truth? Just the ability for two people to talk to one another. Like I've even, you know, just read, and I'm getting on a, on a brief thing right here. I mean, like, I think that's actually becoming a bigger and bigger issue, just being able to communicate between people and we're setting up processes because it makes me think about, oh boy, I'm really going to date myself here, Jack. Like one of my first real jobs, which is going to be like 20 something years ago. Yikes. Yeah. Um, here's what we were supposed to do. And this is a great example of you just messed up absolutely uh you know the human communication and here's was basically the story um we were going to migrate and this is a developer story by the way y'all so if you're if you want to hear something other than security here's your chance we were going to migrate a unix-based terminal application to windows so right there jack i'm starting to hurt already thinking to myself wait a minute, do, do people even know what Unix-based app terminal applications are anymore? So it was from <laughs> that to Windows. Now, here's the thing about this story that, that really gets me thinking back about, about how badly we kind of screwed this up. We weren't talking to the end user. We weren't, we weren't thinking about taking care of the person who uses the application. We weren't even talking to their boss or their boss. We were talking to their boss. So we're like, we're levels away of abstraction. In writing this Three application. Away. Wow. Oh, yeah, dude, we were way out. We were way out. And here's the thing. This person up here wanted to be able to report to a very important person that we are getting away from these Unix terminals and we are now getting into the world of Windows. Quite honestly, this organization, and this was around 1999-2000, the typical workstation was still running DOS 622. There was no oh, wow. email. There was, I mean, they were way behind the curve. So to be able to feel this thing was a huge deal. So we created it. It was great. So, um, and everything was just fantastic. It looked great. So we called in the people from all over. Like they brought everyone in to this demo of this new application. That is the people who actually use it. They had no idea this was going on. They had no idea this thing was in development. It was going to be a big surprise for everybody. Jack, see mm. the room see the table. Okay. Yeah. I want everybody out there watching, see the table that you're, you're standing in front of. It's just a rectangular table with six people on each side. Your friend who's your co-developer is right up there running the thing and you're showing it off. And I've got a big smile on my face because I think this is the greatest thing ever. I look across the table, Jack, and one mm. of the ladies is crying. Oh, like now, legitimately. No, no, no. I mean, like, I didn't even have to go, is she crying? No, it was like, and in my arrogance and my audacity, which is part of this whole show, I thought like something was wrong with her. Maybe something you know, like I needed to stop the demo and find out if she was okay. And I will never forget these four words. This is a direct quote, everybody. I said, ma'am, are you? I said, I said, Jeremy, stop the demo just for a second. Ma'am, are you okay? She says these four words, you've ruined our lives. Wow. And I was like, because here was the thing. When they would do, when they ran this Unix based demo, let me use my keyboard. They had the old mechanical keyboard where they would just park their hand right here on the keyboard. 
and could fly through these pick tickets that they would stake one day a month to put into the system. So for one day a month, they literally would sit there with one of those rubber things on their thumbs. I don't even know if anybody knows what I'm talking about, but these little rubber things on their thumbs, yeah. and they could go through these tickets and just park their hand on the keyboard. Jack, they would go through these tickets at a rate of about one every five seconds. With wow. our system, it was taking them about a minute and a half per ticket. No and efficiency workers. Oh, when we realized what had happened, we flew into an absolute panic. We thought we were going to, you know, deliver this great application and we were going to be the geniuses and everybody was. But then once we got through those levels of neat windows to the actual end user, the person we should have been taken care of, it was completely 180 degrees out from what should have been there. So I think in that, yeah. that particular story, turn down your audacity come back down to earth and do the thing where you say to yourself, okay, who's really the end user here and focus on them. Because if you get that part, right, all these people up here will end up happy. They don't may not realize it yet, but they'll end up very happy. If these folks start saying, we love this. And just, just to put a, a button on the story and end it, what we ended up doing was taking that, that whole interface Jack that was so fancy and it became mm -hmm. like eight text fields. That's all it was. And every time you hit enter, it jumped to the next field and there was no drop downs. There was no calendars that popped up so you could select the days. It was all manual and uh, not making this up. We did this like did this massive shift. We did this like in the fall of 1999. They all delivered like Christmas presents to us because it worked oh. so well. And it was like, yes. That's what I'm there talking about. There you go. About. That's the feedback, when, not the tears, the Christmas presents. That's what you want for a feed. When they start Man, sending us Christmas presents, because the Christmas app, presents. exactly, because the app was so good. <laughs> they were like, yes, we love this thing. And we were getting these really sweet Christmas presents of like food and just stupid nerd, because they, they just thought we were a bunch of nerds up in mm -hmm. this office. So we got that. So, I mean, there's a thing to it. You know, being audacious is great, but for goodness sakes, turn it down, y'all. Turn it down. Yeah, get to that end user. Go ahead, man. Go I'm ahead. Stakeholders. But I'm, I'm mm -hmm. going to call out uh, Adam Alderman here. Brooks needs a freelance job telling bedtime stories. I agree with him, man. It's it's always great. When uh, I used to when I used to work at this one company, I'm not making this up, y'all. And I'm hoping maybe somebody from this company will know who it is. I'm just Lockheed Martin. Oh, didn't say that. There used to be <laughs> tales. There, there was this thing I would do about once every two weeks. It was it was pop pops because that's what my grandkids call me. Pop 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 pops tales of horror. And I would tell like horrific IT stories. So, yeah, I'm I'm down for it. <laughs> There you go. Exactly. The tales of horror. We might actually steal that for uh, our Halloween version of this. But yeah, like I said, guys, oh. we're going to have a lot more of these coming back. Uh, really enjoying this. Hope you guys are as well. Um, but you're talking about audacity, Brooks, you know, and I'll tell you, I, it, it brings back like the most audacious customer that I've ever had, you know, because realistically, when you're talking IT, we're talking about customers, even if they're internal, even if they're coworkers, right. you know, whatever else. Right. If you work in IT or you work in IT security, your users are your customer base. So you have to exactly. think of what the customer is engaging with. What is the UX? Is security, you know, passive or almost mm -hmm. transparent to them? Like what is the user experience is always a good question. But 
I'll tell you, um, this was a couple years ago. I was in the military and I was a SOC analyst at the time um, on the, I think I was SOC level two at that point or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you the most just audacious customer we ever had was we had, and this is very common in SOC environments, is we had a weekly report that would go out that is based on the bandwidth. And you can do these mm-hmm. reports, if you guys are unfamiliar with them, you can do these reports based on region you can do the bandwidth based on user interface based on computer system and this is a very common thing that you'll get just to keep an eye on the quote-unquote health of your network to see Mm -hmm. realistically it can trip some flags where you know you see bulk exportation of data from a single source or multiple sources that's unusual you might have a compromise going on can also speak to you know what your we called them circuits but what your circuit looks like from you know your isp down to your actual area right so we get these reports and we get one report in on you know on the normal day and something is off we have a user and a single computer that is massively over the transfer rates by quite a bit like the next the number two on the list Mm -hmm. It was three times higher than the number two individual on the list. (laughs) Dude, in the places I've been, you see something like that, you go tackle them. Like there's not even, you you physically go tackle this person off their machine. So what was this person doing? So, well, what we ended up doing is we ended up doing, uh, you know, it was brought to us because it's instant response because that was the question. What are they doing? Where are they at? Whatever else. And what we found is we found that it was a staff sergeant based out of Hawaii. Uh, If you guys are unfamiliar uh, with, you know, the obviously Hawaii is way out there. So they utilize a satellite communication, which is not Mm -hmm. uncommon for Internet communications there. But the at the time, the DOD was utilizing a satellite communication. So it was actually even more expensive per byte. Mm -hmm. And what we ended up finding out was there was the staff sergeant there who it it was it was just a regular individual, I think, in like admin or Intel or something like that, like non-tech. No reason to be downloading this much stuff, but they had this massive volume, multiple, Ooh, this multiple is, gigs. This is going and in a bad direction already. This we, is starting to yeah, hurt. Yeah, we, pull, we pulled everything hurt. off. We pulled everything off of this person's computer, and turns out they have been visiting adult content. Oh, but no. Not just, it gets worse. Hold on. It gets worse. Apparently on Friday, they had opened something like 20-plus tabs of adult content. Left it. And then it auto played <laughs> all weekend straight into Monday. And that's when we got the, the notification. So obviously we shut them off. I mean, that's a huge yeah, terms of service exactly. violation. You have no reason for the bandwidth, anything else right. like that. Right. It was such a unique instance though, right? That we were like, okay, this person obviously is not listening to any of the, whenever you log into federal systems, there's always a big banner that says what you can and can't do and you're being monitored and blah, blah, blah. So they're at work on base watching this stuff. They're obviously not paying attention where that terms of service is because it also says it in there, you can't do this. So we shut off the account, we lock out the account, we reach out through something, we do something a little unusual because we want like officer to officer, like top dog. So we pass up to our E9 to go talk to his E9 and like, hey, you got to stop doing this. You can't do this, whatever else, right? Right, right. We leave for the day because that conversation is going to happen tomorrow. He calls overnight and gets his account turned back on and then goes and does it again. 
this story just went from good to great. <laughs> he got back no, on. He got he not <laughs> no, he called our watch desk, our 24-hour watch desk. Somehow this poor Lance Corporal that answers. And from what we talked to the guy about, mm -hmm. he's throwing his way around like, I'm a staff yep. sergeant. I've got work to oh, do. Yeah. You need to that and the other. I can and hear it. Mm. He gets access back to his account and immediately jumps back on, which keep in mind, all of this is blocked. This is all blocked already. He's finding sites that are outside of our block list. He's going out of his way, extremely out of his way. So at that point, we directly called up his commanding officer and said, we are shutting him down again and you need to pull him into your office and stop this. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. This just took a weird turn. You're telling me this guy went in and instead of like covering his tracks, he jumped back on the train. He jumped, not only jumped back, he, wow. didn't, he didn't put two and two together of like, oh, maybe I was, you know, caught doing this uh -huh. stuff. Maybe I should, you know, nope. Just went right back into it. Wow. And dirty, dirty little secret for those that are new or into this field. If you work in IT because the internet is a thing that exists, adult yes, content sometimes happens. So apologize. Don't don't want to offend sensibilities there. But you know, it's unfortunately it's, you know, the thing that you experience in this field. It's it's good, y'all. It's gonna happen. It is unavoidable. And the thing about it is, is that just like Jack was saying there, because I have some stories like this too, the level of just like I'm not, is it audacity or just stupidity? I don't know what it is, but like, you're to just be professional, I'll call it audacity, but yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. I've like, I've, I, when it's happened to, to it happened to uh, me the last time it happened when I saw somebody doing something like that and we went to them, like, you're just like, I can't believe you thought this would, this was going to be okay. I mean, yeah. come on. So for any of you out there, if you're just starting your careers and you're hearing this and you're like, wow, how could they talk about that? I got some news for you. You're going to run into it. Just wait. You're going to run into somebody who does something crazy using company or government resources. And you're going to think, how could they? Oh, it happens. I it's it's going to happen I, today. I guarantee I you just somewhere today. A couple of years ago, I found somebody using a customer asset and they popped because they went to the tour network. And I was like, wow, that's really weird. You shouldn't be going on that on a company asset. Let me take a look at what you're doing. So I reverse engineered the connection. I reviewed right. what he was doing. Turns out the individual went and bought drugs using a company asset. And I was able to track all of it. In a, and they, wow. were a, they were in one of our countries that was extremely anti-drug. So they were using the tour network to be able to get their purchase around. So I had to report it, not just to HR, but that also went to the uh, division head for that wow. particular region. And they were like, oh, wow. Yeah. And, so and, and, real and, quick little and, snippet there. But yeah, yeah, you find some weird stuff, guys. Yeah. And y'all, it's, it's going to happen. And the best thing that Jack and I could tell you is, is that when it happens, uh, be professional, be cool mm -hmm. and just do your job and just report it up and then get out of the way. And yep. I can just about guarantee for any of you out there, particularly those of us, uh, those that are going through our training with Jack and people like Josh Mason, you're learning about IT, uh, cybersecurity and all this stuff. It is going to happen. It will happen. And so um, when these things happen, all we can do at this point is just recommend to you, be a pro, know your know how to do the job, make sure you got the training so you can do the job so that when they come around with the, you know, did you dot your I's, did you cross your T's? Yes, I did. Yep. And then just let the stuff happen because crazy will happen. Hey, it's April Fool's, man. Of course, we got to exactly. talk about the fool. Exactly.
So with that, let me go ahead and uh, we'll pivot just a little bit off of that subject real quick. And I want to hit and say congratulations, our customer submitted story, uh, Lady Miao Ing from Indonesia. I hopefully pronounced that correctly. I apologize if I butchered (laughs) it. Um, I will note that there have been some small changes to the original story for readability as I read this off, guys. But the events are basically still there as well. Okay, so I'm going to read this for you guys. I was new to the IT support role, and that day I tried to perform a power supply replacement on one of the PCs inside the IT room. Mm -hmm. It was unusual because it looked a lot like a gaming PC, and we were told it can't be turned off or on for a long period of time. So I grabbed the new power supply, brought it to the server room, unplugged the PC from the power socket, and removed the old power supply from the casing. Then installed the new power supply, connected all the power connectors, plugged the main cable into the power socket, and then press the power button. I heard a bam sound, and the PC died with the slight visible smoke coming out of what used to be the PC. Uh, Turns out I had accidentally plugged the power connector to the wrong part of the PC, and it fried the entire SATA HDD hard disk. That contained full episodes of uh, Detective Conan, anime series that was downloaded by my it manager not sure what that is not asking y'all to look it up thank god he didn't report or punish me because of this mistake since it was a company asset but i think it was because he used it for his own personal interest wow yeah again some audacity and it's not the first time that i've heard of people you know utilizing company resources for that i'll tell you really quick snippet one of the times i was in afghanistan we showed up Assets were everywhere. We didn't know what was on our, you know, our register and what we we're responsible for. So we go, we go um, tent to tent, and we're asking for what is the government assets. Let me look at your IT. Let me look at everything. Right. We go to the supply warehouse, and we're looking at their computers, and we're like, "Why do you have these? They were all gaming computers in Afghanistan, oh. Oh. as well as a twenty-four port Cisco switch." Turns out that the previous unit had bought all of these things so that way they could do a local LAN party server there in the supply tent. Wow. And we just inherited them as IT individuals. And what the really funny part was we tried to put them on our roster, our role. And because they were the supply guys, they're like, no, we're keeping these. (laughs) <laughs> we're, keep, we're keeping them there are supply computers because we know the second you put them on your role for responsibility you're going to take right. them from us and give us some crap we want these yep. we're keeping these <laughs> man that makes me think of talking about audacity uh mm-hmm. we had this one office it was a fusion center and we had a contractor leave um just for whatever reason he left and as per standard stuff, security came over to pick up the PC and we were going to cycle it through. So this uh, this young airman comes over and he's down there and, he, and you literally hear him, oh, could somebody come over here and help me, please? So like we go over to see what's going on and they there's way too many cables coming out the back of this box, Jack. Mm. Way too many cables, like, like thick looking whatevers. So we start to look at what this guy's done and we realized... This guy has put an entire home entertainment setup inside his work PC. And by the way, this is a DOD PC. So like you're not allowed to open these boxes. Like only certain people can open the box. This guy's gone. They used to send an alert if they got open. Yeah. So how did he do this? 
I don't know, but not only did he do it, but he had run cables through all the um, cubicle walls. And like we were trying to trace where they went to, they went to the screens in the fusion center and the speakers that were up in the ceiling. They were having like these awesome movie nights at like 10 o'clock because all that was in the room at that point was this guy and the firewall people. And they had like wow. an entertainment center. And like when we started looking at the PC, like it was like, like just walk away. Security, it's yours. We don't even know what you're going to want to, you know, just just go away. This is ridiculous. So, uh <laughs> I mean, it's just it's 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 amazing to me, Jack, that when we tell these stories of audacity, just how audacious people can do with stuff like this. And so for for please, please, for y'all watching, don't do this stuff. Just walk away. <laughs> just like if you think you can do it, no, you can't. Just say no, walk away, go home. Okay. <laughs> hey, just, just be assured. You know what? I'll even say it this way: be assured in the knowledge that you probably could do it, but you value your job more and you're not gonna do it. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Be patient. You can go home and and and, and game all you want. Mm -hmm. Just be cool. You'll be all right. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So it's actually funny you say that because um, you know, I I remember uh one of the things that I used to do was it was that it was that same same time in Afghanistan that we were talking about where it was miserable. It was the rainy season, all that right. stuff. I was on the 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. shift during that time. So it was cold, rainy, miserable. Yes. Uh, and we were, while I was in the combat operations center, it's also called, uh, which is also referred to as the COC. Right. Um, I should clarify that this is not a workplace that you guys would think of. This is literally a sand mound with other sand mounds around me covered by a sand mound. It's a bunker of sandbags. It is. Yes. It, 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 it is it, with a couple fold out tables and 10 you know laptops and assets there it is a sand pit so i didn't feel it bad is. about this but we had two tvs mounted surprisingly on the sand walls and around because nobody was operating and the only reason why i was there to make sure was to in case somebody started getting attacked overnight i was the mm -hmm. first relay so i was just yep. listening to the radio and i would do a check-in once an hour beyond that if all my work was done with it I turn on a movie on the right, <laughs> on the, right. you know, right. on the monitors. Like right. I'd smoke and joke in there. We'd have people that would show up and they'd bring, you know, uh, snacks like uh, what do you call it, uh, beef jerky or whatever, or yeah. sunflower seeds. And we just sit there, yeah. have a little snacks, you know, commiserate about the day while we're watching whatever new thing came in from, uh, you know, wherever. And you know, I mean, I I get <laughs> it. I get overnight shift and stuff like that, but you cannot. Right rewire an actual standing no. building facility no no and and worse than that you're in a classified facility doing this and some and, and oh. even to this point oh no it was oh no this was oh you're talking secret. it was a stiff oh wow. yes son wow this is this is amazing <laughs> audacious like to see it because literally i remember our colonel um he came in and he literally was looking at it and he was looking at my boss and looking at me and he was, and literally at one point, cause he was very stern. He was a very stern guy, mm -hmm. unless you knew him. And if you yeah. knew him, he would kind of drop that sternness. Cause he just turned to me at one point and he, and he was like, and I looked at him, I was like, Rick. And he's like, wow. Like, <laughs> wow. Wow. And he turned and walked off. And I was like, yeah. Cause uh, we went over to his house later that week. And uh, he, he did like a, a little thing in his house. We went over there and he's like, 
I'm still, I'm so impressed. He said, I don't know what to say, but this guy should be charged, but I am so impressed that he did this. <laughs> I am. He said, it's, because, it's that uh, Ron Burgundy movie. Just, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. Here, was, here was the thing about it was, and just to give you an, all, an idea of like things you need to think about, there's a lot of assets. If you physically monk with them, they're going to throw an alarm. And yeah. these PCs were the same way. If you mucked with them, they were going to throw an alarm. Did not throw an alarm. Never went offline, yeah. but never threw an alarm. So everybody's like, okay, how? How did you do this? You know? And at this point, he was gone and he wasn't talking. <laughs> at, was uh, yeah, that was, that is, that's actually really hilarious. Just to leave that yeah. up and running and everything else like that. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it, go ahead. No, go, go, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, it's just, it's, it's just one of those things when you start to realize things like that and you, you've got to learn when to say no, no, I, I, I don't even want to know. I don't want to find out on the corollary of that. Sometimes you do, do you do really need to know what's going on? Um, uh, the whole audacity thing, one of the last, uh, jobs that I had within the DOD, um, there was a, uh, a situation I'm solving just, I'm just going to say a situation happened. Okay. Mm. And the person who was their lead developer basically had quit. He, he had just yeah. left no easy handoff. No, this is what I'm doing. He just left. And so these two guys are trying to sell this job all around the company, all over the company. This guy, these two guys are trying to say, Hey, come on in. Don't worry. And everybody, I think everybody was smart to go, wait a minute. Do you know exactly what's going on there? They, no, we don't. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Except this one. This one had the audacity <laughs> to go, sure, I can do it. It sounds great. It sounds like a challenge, you know? Actually, I think yeah. what I said to him is that stupid, idiotic line I say, which is, well, tell me about this opportunity. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. It's a disaster in progress is what it is. I got there, Jack. There were processes in production that I couldn't trace back to source code. Like, I don't know where that app came from. And there were some apps that were magical. And I mean magical, like somebody would have like a field scanner. I know it's a mouser, but you pretend it's a field scanner, like a little IoT device. <laughs> they would yeah. boop and do something, right? It would appear on this one server and you'd sit and watch the, the server like, okay, okay, what's it going to do? And suddenly it's like four servers over in the database, but no connection was open between these two systems and you can't figure out how it happened. I mean, literally we were pulling our hair out. Wow. And what had happened was to ensure he couldn't be fired, he had created these insane architectures. And finally, what it was, was watching me like on the verge of a heart attack. This one really nice lady came forward. She was kind of like, let me explain to you how Brian did this. And she pulls out this plotter paper sheet, Jack, and goes, wow. here's the architecture. And I'm, I'm looking at this and that one particular thing, this is what he did, y'all. The scanner data in would get written to a file that was on a network share. So I didn't see network traffic. It just got written to a share. Computer two had a file watcher open on that. When it saw a new file go, it would open the file, read in the contents, create a, an XML object, send it over to server three. Server mm. three would then take that data, read it in to a... Um, 
Oracle client piece of software, create a write a, uh, a an update or a delete or whatever, and then would write that to the database. So if you didn't wow. have that architecture, it looked like freaking magic. You just sit there like, how is this happening? How is this yeah. happening? So, you know, sometimes, you know, it was the, it literally sometimes it's just unafford, uh, unavoidable, y'all. You'll have the audacity to say, I can do this. You'll run up against the audacity of, you're not going to believe what I did. And right in the middle, you're going to get squeezed and it's going to blow your minds because people so, are people are people. Yeah. And with that, I mean, you know, I'll piggyback off your, you know, story of you being audacious. And I'll say one about mine where I was, I, I nearly lost somebody um, as in like a team member because yeah. my last, my last half of the military, I was working on what you would consider consulting teams. So yeah, we yeah. had individuals on there that were GS 13s and they were technicians. They were, yeah. you know, specialists in their field, excellent at what they did. We also had contractors with us as well. Mm -hmm. So as a Marine and as a staff sergeant, I was the, you know, right hand of the gunnery sergeant. And then I had two sergeants on my team and then another three civilians, uh, all GS 13s. Mm -hmm. And we were trying to put in what we call a network security monitor, which is, you know, you monitor the network traffic mm -hmm. as it transits, you know, past a certain point and everything else like that. This individual was CCIE certified. CCIE certified. He knows switching. He knows routing. He understands it. Good. Understands it really well. Yep. My nature, I show up wondering why the job isn't done, wondering what's happening, trying to help, trying to assist. And I like to vocalize everything. <laughs> I like to vocalize everything just to double check, triple check. Maybe somebody's right. So I vocalize just a checklist of some of the most basic crap ever, just a ridiculous amount. And this guy looks at me and he's like, I've been doing this for 24 years. I checked those things. Thank you. Walked yeah. outside, took a break, sat down with a cigarette, everything else like that. Uh, and I was like, I was just like, I was just double checking, man. Like, and he's like, no, I, you know, I know what I'm doing. He took it offensively because he thought I was saying, I don't know what you, you know, you don't know what you're doing or right. whatever. Because it was so basic. What oh, ended up right. happening was there was an encapsulation happening in the network traffic. So we were unable to see anything. We didn't know where that encapsulation was happening at though. Right. So the we ended up finding out that it was much higher in the architecture if we actually wanted to drop in a solution there they would have had to like re-engineer the encapsulation that was happening it was a whole thing there was an ipsec tunnel right. um point, point being though is it was beyond either one of us because we didn't have all the information about the architecture of the network that network layer mm -hmm. at that time mm -hmm. however me and him sat down over some drinks later on and uh you know we had to have a he had to come to Jesus meeting with me. Like, listen, <laughs> I understand what it is that you're doing. I understand the position that you're in. I understand that right? you need answers. Please recognize that I am an expert at my field and I know the simple stuff. And I said, and I responded, I was like, I do. That was never the thing. Please understand that. I will always check all the bases because these are the questions I'm going to be asked. Right, 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 right. But it was it would because I didn't have that, and it could have been just the way I was holding myself that day or whatever yeah. else, you know, like yeah. Um, 
it came off wrong, you know, and sometimes you gotta, you gotta just be able to be the, I called it when I was in instant response, eating crow, you know, sometimes you just yep. gotta, you, you gotta be the, be able to just say, look, Hey, I was wrong or I came off the wrong way. No problem. No big deal. I yep. apologize. Let's keep moving forward. You know? Yeah. You know, and that's so important. And for, for anyone who's watching, you know, if you're beginning your career, that, that was some sage advice that just went by because that's going to happen all the time. And on the other side, even if you're CCIE, you know, if you're like Brian McGann level CCIE, stuff like that, uh, when somebody like Jack comes to you and starts asking the basic questions, don't get offended. They're asking for a reason. They're not asking usually just because they've got a reason. In the case of being a Marine, Jack knew full well who what the questions were about to be asked. And he better. And by the way, a quick plug. I cannot recommend that world enough to people because one of the things you learn in that world is, is when you get an ask a question, your answer needs to be five seconds long and it better be dead point and nothing will impress an employer in the commercial world more than when they say, um, uh, what's going on with this? And then you can go blah, 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 because they're going to be like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I need to hear right there. I, I can't recommend it enough. So, you know, learning to handle these crazy blunders, these audacious moments, being a professional and being able to put together that bullet point, you know, and, and by the way, having the training to know what the heck you're talking about. Uh, there's it, it's it's just incredible to be in those positions because crazy is going to happen. April Fool's Day is going to happen every day in it yeah well i mean we're, we're reviewing it today but i mean this is a this is a daily occurrence it has been for yeah. i i've got usually a couple stories per year as we're going on and on about stuff you know um, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you another one where it was just kind of me being silly and falling on my face so <laughs> as i discussed network security monitoring if um if you guys are unfamiliar with network security monitoring it is literally as you have network traffic that transits a specific point in a network you capture it, make an exact replicated copy of it, you analyze it through automation, and then you store it, at least portions of it. You can carve it out and say, I only want to store this, I only want to store that. So one of the things that I always enabled, at least at that point, was I'd only store plain text network traffic because I didn't have the capability of breaking SSL at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So because of the security on, you know, the, 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 uh, traffic, I had no capability of breaking into that. So I only stored plain text data and it was, I started getting alerts and it was really odd because I was investigating one thing as an incident right. and doing threat hunting. I was investigating this and I was giving the feedback to my boss who was literally sitting across the table from me. We're in a ba basic conference room, yep. sitting, you know, sitting directly across the table from me. I'm verbally saying what it is that I found so far and giving an update on the investigation I'm doing as part of threat hunting. I start getting alerts on the network security monitoring tool. And I'm looking at them and it's talking about um it's talking about DLP type stuff of um, you know, sensitive data in plain text. And we're like, what okay that's that's weird that's very odd so i look and i see in plain text this short blurb that was almost word for word what i had just said and it i you want to talk about like a wow. bumping drop moment keep in mind yeah. at the time 
I was looking for advanced persistent threats. I was an active duty military member looking for right. advanced persistent threats. And I thought we were like compromise. And I'm sitting in a skiff and my words are coming across the screen. Oh, in my wow. Net security. I, I, a heart just might, you know, drop to the stomach. I'm like sweating. Like, what is that? That is the worst compromise I think I've ever seen. So mm -hmm. I'm describing what I'm seeing and I show my boss and everything else like that. And then I see another update come across and I click that alert and I see the data again and it's another update. And I'm like, something's happening. Yeah. So for about, we get completely distracted from the original investigation for about 90 minutes. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at network security monitoring, what could be gone. Like yeah. we're putting my other, one of our other individuals, he's putting tape over like cameras and microphones and stuff. Oh like yeah. We were, yeah. We were completely. Turns out what happened was, and we found this about 90 minutes later because, you know, hubris. Uh, we, as I was describing to my gunny what was going on, he was keeping notes in a Notepad++ document. The thing is that the Notepad++ document was saved on our group's file share. Our group's file share was not on the local base. It was on right. a server in Virginia. So the <laughs> local base, our traffic, plain text, because that's the protocol Net Notepad++ was using at the time, right. transited past our NSM. So we were literally watching ourselves and the updates he was giving as it was saving to the file share. Uh, but because we just didn't think of the traffic flow, it looked like, and we didn't realize this room was being also captured in all the things we were doing. It wow. looked like we were having a sneaky little device go on. So yeah, wow. my audacity and my hubris and my mess up there where we were just like, why are we seeing all these such detailed notes about what we're doing right now? And it was just ridiculous. It's it's it, just we, amazing. We, it, it's amazing to me to hear these stories. Like, it, like everybody wants to put like this flash and glamour around it. You've been watching too many movies, by the way, if you think that all this flash <laughs> and glamour and it's like, it's not true. Um, I, I guess my last story about audacity that I could give you on that one was, um, we were seeing, um, we were seeing some servers start to shut down, like go away. And mm. these were, I, I can't talk much about the problem, but basically if you want to think of it in a re global replication servers, just think that way. Okay. And they were replicating data all around the globe. Um, but one of them kind of just went poof away and we couldn't figure out what the problem was. So I contact my friend who's over in the data center and I say, hey, what's the problem over there? Now, here's the thing. He thought that I was talking about something else. Like he didn't know there was like servers shutting down. So he says, oh, it's just a thing. Uh, the, the, the toilet's upstairs. Something's wrong with them. And we're getting water coming through the ceiling. And I'm like, okay, there's water coming through the ceiling into the server room. He says, but he says, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. It's not getting on the servers. So I'm like, how is that possible? I think his name was Nick. I was like, how exactly is that possible, Nick? He said, we put tarps over the racks. To which I said, um, there's plastic tarps over the racks. And this wasn't the smartest crew, okay? This crew over there, they knew how to pick things up, slam things in, and then we would go plug everything up. Literally, as I say the magic words, Nick, do you know what an ACPI thermal event is? It's like I conjured it into existence and the machine started shutting down one after another after another. So like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where these blunders that happen, 
It's mm. it, like you just can't believe they're happening. You just cannot believe it's in front of you. But I'm going to tell you, it's down to stuff like training. It's stuff like actually studying. It's knowing your stuff. Um, it, and it, remaining it all comes calm from in the that. situation. Huh? Also, remaining, remaining calm in the situation. That's a really key skill to have. It's just to be able to be like, okay, this Talk is happening. That. Talk on Well, this that. is happening. And, you know, we don't need to lose our heads. Let's figure this out and be smart about it. You know, when yeah. you obviously being part of the military you get you get fighting training you get you know some of that yeah. stuff one of the biggest things that they teach you at the very beginning stages is just how to breathe when you both take a punch and when you throw yeah. a punch whenever mm -hmm. whenever you strike the different way the different methods of maintaining calm while you're literally getting the crap kicked out of you mm -hmm. you know it's the same mm -hmm. thing in it and data when you whenever it looks like you're getting struck you know you're getting an attack You've got to be able to remain calm and think on your feet to adjust appropriately and defend yourself. Exactly. And, the thing, and one, so one of the, to, for yours and the shutting down stuff, right? We had a, this wasn't me. I wasn't, I watched it, but it wasn't part of it. We were on, uh, we had a threat hunting team that they would do uh, threat hunting via PowerShell collection scripts uh, as far as the data later. So they yeah. would, you know, send out queries and requests very specifically for behaviors that they're looking for or patterns or things like that. Right. Right. And then they would get a pullback on any systems and then they would deep dive forensically into those systems that came back hitting their criteria for the, the threat hunt. Right. Well, they were doing it on our actual SOC, our organization. They were just downstairs in the basement and they're doing it on our SOC and they're on our organization. The thing is, is we had an unusual at the time we had unusual clients for our sock operations floors so this is a theater-like floor that went down into yeah. a basement level dropped about 10 to 20 feet in total of across like four or five rows and the very top row there was a watch officer who could mm -hmm. see almost every single computer from behind in front of him and you just saw almost moving like clockwork across the row of this stuff Blue screen of death, blue screen of death, blue screen of death, blue screen of wow. death. Because they were utilizing thin clients and they didn't play well with the collection scripts that were being asked and they were causing temporary uh, disrupt. So all, and it looked from his perspective, like straight up, we're getting hacked. Like, just, yeah, like we're getting a D DDoS, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it turns out whenever everybody, you know, everybody freaked out, they got the, they got ops back up and running, but you know, we had a rollover to our warm site. Like, because all of our analysts are now down, mm -hmm. our knock analysts mm -hmm. are down. Like, we had a roll to warm site while we figured out what was going on for the next 45 minutes and we right. started the, uh, the back end mainframe, you know? Wow. Wow. You know, and I hate to say it, I'm not doing a pitch here or anybody, but man, you want to talk about why people go to the cloud? It's that stuff right there because now that's somebody mm -hmm. else's problem. That's that's Azure AWS. They can handle that nonsense. I just want to run my software places. We turn our head to avoid the blast. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man, that's that's great. Well, that's always Brooks, we're coming up to uh, we're coming up to the top of the hour. So, yes, you know, yes. as always, I want to say thank you so much. I appreciate oh, you. I appreciate you. you hanging out with me and, you know, uh, getting to hear your stories and, and your uh, your insights on all of this stuff. Man. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks to everybody for tuning in. Um, believe me, Jack and I have about a thousand more stories like this. Um, a lot of them are probably not safe for work, so we can't even tell them. But the fact <laughs> is, is that, the, oh, you know, it's true. You know, there's horrors that have happened. Uh, yeah. Horrors. Horrors. Like I could ruin you all day. I, 
with some of these stories. But the thing is, you know, there's some little things that Jack and I said in here, like stay calm, get trained, know what you're looking for. But can, can I say stay calm again? That is your number yeah. one tool in your bag to pull out when it all goes wrong. Slow your breathing down, focus on what's happening because it's probably something stupid. <laughs> yeah, basically control something what you can. audacious. Exactly. Excellent. Well, Brooks, I'm going to go ahead and sign off with everyone. Thank you so much uh, again. Uh, yes, definitely appreciate you. you. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. So, guys, uh, that's going to wrap up today's stream. As a reminder, I want to let you know, please be sure that you uh, – like, follow, or subscribe on your choice of social platform with notifications on so you can stay in the loop for details on our next stream as well as if we're doing any community giveaways surrounding this type of stuff. We'll be live again next Tuesday, April 5th, and we're looking forward to, for you to join us and so we can hear from you again. Uh, you can look for the replay across our social channels on and also on the INE website. As always, please bring your questions for next week. We'll see you next time. Until then, have a great weekend. Be safe. Bye.